I was taught that a wife should stay with her husband no matter what, even if he falls down from the principles of devotional service, either just the regulated principles or even giving up Krishna consciousness. She should try to help him advance by serving him faithfully. But I was surprised when I came upon the verse and purport to Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 7, Chapter 11, Text 28, where it is recommended that a woman give up the association of a fallen husband. At the same time, it is clear from the purport that this doesn't mean divorce or marrying another husband. Could you please comment on this? Yeah. Well, it, what does it state there exactly? Seven, eleven, twenty-eight. A woman should serve her husband as long as he is not fallen. Oops, where are we going here? Let's have a look. I need one, two, three clicks to get into the database. Okay, the verses before this. Duties of women. Srinam Chapati Devanam Pati Devata To render service to the husband, to be always favorably disposed toward the husband, to be equally well disposed toward the husband's relatives and friends, and to follow the vows of the husband. These are the four principles to be followed by women described as chaste. The specific term in there is given Pati Devanam, who considers it's a common term, pati devata, or used to be common. A chaste woman must dress nicely and decorate us. Yeah, so these points stated above are that's just well known even today in uh, Indian culture, Hindu culture, although less and less followed today. A chaste woman must dress nicely and decorate herself with golden ornaments for the pleasure of her, of her husband. Always wearing clean and attractive garments, she should sweep and clean the household with water and other liquids. Other liquids nowadays means like some some uh, antiseptic or something. So that the entire house is always pure and clean. She should collect the household paraphernalia and keep the house always aromatic with incense and flowers and must be ready to execute to execute the desires of her husband. <coughs> Being modest and truthful, controlling her senses and speaking in sweet words, a chaste woman should engage in the service of her husband with love according to time and circumstances. Then, on to the verse in question. A chaste woman should not be greedy, but satisfied in all circumstances. Yeah, it's like satisfied in all circumstances. That's the platform of a great yogi, isn't it? So it means, uh, this is really speaking of the ideal. She must be very expert in handling household affairs and should be fully conversant with religious principles. Dharma-gya means fully conversant with religious principles. She should speak pleasingly and truthfully and should be very careful and always clean and pure. Thus a chaste woman should engage with affection in the service of a husband who is not fallen. 
patiṃ tvapatitaṃ bhajet. She should worship a husband who is not fallen. And in the purport, it is stated, uh, it is recommended therefore that, it's stated by Śrīla Prabhupāda, it is recommended that a chaste wife not associate with a fallen husband. A fallen husband who is one who is addicted to the four principles of sinful activity, namely illicit sex, meat-eating, gambling and intoxication. Specifically, if one is not a soul surrendered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is understood to be contaminated. Thus a chaste woman is advised not to agree to serve such a husband. It is not that a chaste woman should be like a slave while her husband is Naradhama, the lowest of men. Although the duties of a woman are different from those of a man, a chaste woman is not meant to serve a fallen husband. If her husband is fallen, it is recommended that she give up his association. Giving up the association of her husband does not mean, however, that a woman should marry again and thus indulge in prostitution. If a chaste woman unfortunately marries a husband who is fallen, she should live separately from him. Similarly, a husband can separate himself from a woman who is not chaste according to the description of Shastra. The conclusion is that a husband should be a pure Vaishnav and that a woman should be a chaste wife with all the symptoms described in this regard. Then both of them will be happy and make spiritual progress in Krishna consciousness. Yeah. So we can see from these verses that this is uh, giving the ideal, just like dharmagya, fully conversant with religious principles. Um, if if this is implemented, then there are going to be a lot of marriages broken up, which also isn't very. Uh, advisable and then people just take that as an excuse when they don't get on with their spouse just to break up the marriage so um, what we generally recommend is that in situations where the I've spoken on this so many times. I don't know if I'm going to speak on it again in detail now. If there, if there are difficulties, if, if either the husband or the wife is a devotee and the other spouse isn't, then let the spouse who is a devotee be patient and gradually try to uplift the other spouse. And if not... Well, one shouldn't give up Krishna consciousness under any circumstances. I've spoken about this in detail many times. So, I'm not going to speak on it in depth now. The institution of family life is very important. It's not as important, it's not nowhere near as important as Krishna consciousness, but it is very important in if in human society. There, human society basically means families. 
So it's very important that families be steady, cohesive. You can't legislate that, but you should uh, try for that. No one should sacrifice their Krishna consciousness. But they may have to tolerate adverse conditions that they are put into by fate. They may be in a family which is not very Krishna conscious. So they may have to tolerate that condition and go on with their Krishna consciousness. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you very much for coming. Hare Krishna. We'll finish that.